Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. If you would, please turn to Colossians chapter 1. And we're going to continue. We've been studying for eight weeks now. Can you imagine? Eight weeks. God must want this to get really deep on the inside of us. On a subject entitled, Honoring God More. And that's the way he gave it to me. And they have a little graphic they usually put up on the screen about this. But I want you to think about the title, Honoring God More. What, when I got that, I felt like it came from the Lord. And what he's saying is, I know you're honoring me some. You wouldn't even be here on a Wednesday night, right, if we didn't honor God some. You wouldn't even be hearing this sermon right now if we weren't honoring God some. I don't know if you have that graphic, but if you can put it up there, that'd be cool. But he he gave it to me in this way, honoring God more, because this is something we can grow in. We can go higher in our honor for the Lord. And it's such a... It's such a soldier word. It, it, it's such a military word. It, it's such a, it's kind of a word that kind of makes you stand up straight, you know, like, okay, life's not about doing what I feel like doing. I'm an honorable person. I'm ready to go the extra mile. Do what average people don't do. I'm ready to go all the way. And if there's anybody or anything you, should, you and I should want to go all the way for, it's the Lord and His things. And when we do, oh, ho, 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 ho. We regulate how much the Lord can honor us. And when he honors you, you know it, and everybody around you know it, knows it. It's not an invisible thing that just happens inside a little tickly feeling or something. It is substantial, it is powerful, it's visible, and it's real. And so I, I, we titled it Honoring God More, but really I felt like the Lord on the way to church tonight said, Sonny, you could have titled it this way. Um, let me honor you more. The Lord's saying, let me honor you more. Notice the word let. Let me honor you more. And the way that happens is if we honor him more. And so we know the scripture turned to 1 Samuel chapter 2. I'm sorry, I said Colossians. We'll go there in just a minute. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, God's talking to the priest Eli. And in this verse, he says, Eli, those that honor me, I will honor. 1 Samuel 2.30. Those that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Interesting to see God's definition of despise. It doesn't mean spit. It doesn't mean curse. It doesn't mean cuss. It simply means esteeming lightly something that should be esteemed heavily. It doesn't mean we don't esteem God or his things, but it can mean we're not esteeming them properly. See, we hear the word despise, and this, this is why I, I, I didn't know for a while I was despising the Lord by just not esteeming heavily enough some of the things I knew He wanted me to do. And the scripture here says that if we honor the Lord more, He can honor us more. Now, potentially, He can do anything and override our free will, but He won't do that because He's a moral God. He is a, 
a, a non-intrusive God. He's not like the devil and demons. They'll try to push their way in your life, make you do things. God is God's totally the opposite. But if we want to see, and we do, believe me, if we want to see more of the honor of God in our life, we have to realize it's not just up to him to one day wake up and go, I think I'll honor Joe more. I think I'll honor Sue more. I think I'll honor Jack more. It doesn't work that way. He wants to honor us a lot more than he's been able to honor us. And as we went through the scriptures, oh my goodness, honor includes everything from your barns being filled with plenty, your savings accounts bursting forth with so much money you don't have enough room to receive it. Honor of God includes signs and wonders and mighty works that Jesus couldn't do in his own hometown because they didn't honor him in his hometown. More reverence, more miracles, right? Honor includes that it may be well with you, you know, healing, deliverance, health. Not that you earn these things, it's just your faith works a lot better when you're respecting the Lord in all his ways, not just that area you need help in. And he talks about it being well with you. It talks about you living long on the earth, which is divine protection, if you learn honor and grow in honor. These things can increase in your life. And, you know, it's, again, it's, it's not about just trying harder. It's about yielding better to the, to the direction of the Spirit of God, to the Word of God, to the things we know in our heart that He's prompting us to do. And, you know, I think, I think when we talk about messages about honoring God more or putting God first or anything like that, we need to connect it with just deeper intimacy with the Lord will help produce these things. And it's not so much trying harder, it's going deeper in your intimacy with the Lord and these things begin to be more of a want to. You've got more desire, more power. Your faith works better. Can I get a witness? So turn to Colossians now, chapter 1. Now the reason I wanted to read this scripture is because recently we have released into our church, and it's constantly available on the website, and you can find copies of it around here too, <clears throat> hard copies. We released a form for our members and our e-members entitled, Are You Struggling? And we name about five or six things on this card want, wanting you to know that if you're struggling with these areas, check that box, turn it in. You don't have to put your name on it if you don't want to. You can if you want. It doesn't matter. It's private, confidential anyway between administration only. But when you do that, see, Jesus at times asked people, what do you want me to do for you? See, we're not always omniscient. Sometimes it's good to ask the congregation, is there anything we can do for you as leaders uh, in this area of uh, word that you need, problems that you need help with overcoming, anything you're struggling with that we can agree with you on, or maybe uh, write a song about, or preach a sermon or a series about, because we want to know. And some things we know by the Spirit. Some things I know through the word of knowledge. Sometimes we have to ask questions. Jesus asked some questions. And... The top two things that have been coming back of what people are struggling with in our church is depression and unclear purpose. And I believe those two are totally connected to each other. When you don't know clearly why you're here, when you don't know why you were born, when you're not sure what you're supposed to be doing, when you're unclear about your life, that can open the door to grayness. That can open the door to sadness. That can open the door to, I just don't think I'm doing anything and I don't, I don't feel right and I just don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything or helping anybody. Well, when you realize your purpose in life, 
and so much of it has to do with your part in the body of Christ. You know, your career, your job out there, that, that's, not, that's not your purpose for being here. And, and that's, you have a higher purpose than that. That can, can be connected to your purpose, but really, we're the body of Christ. I think a number one influence is that we are to be an influence for Jesus no matter what we're doing or wherever we go, we're an influence for him. How we work is Jesus-like. How we talk is Jesus-like. You know, how we forgive is Jesus-like. How we live you know, it's interesting that Paul didn't say in, in this uh, Colossians, uh, book of Colossians, he, didn't, he emphasized how you do what you do more than just what you do. He said, whatever you do, you're not emphasizing what. It's important, don't get me wrong, you want to seek the Lord and make sure you're doing you know, things in line with His will, but he emphasized whatever you do, do it with all your heart, as unto the Lord and not unto men. You shall receive... And of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance because you serve the Lord Christ right there in your job by doing it like you're working for the Lord. You don't have to be behind a pulpit to be serving the Lord. He talks about serving God in your, your workplace, about how you operate there, how you deal with situations there. And he said, you're actually serving the Lord and you'll be receiving things from the Lord beyond your paycheck from your employer if you do it like he told you to do it. So... If you would, please, look at Colossians chapter 1. And I want to show you a prayer that I pray for Faith Heights Church regularly. And as I was reading this prayer, I really believe it's totally connected to people overcoming unclear purpose and depression. And so I wanted to tell you this prayer that I'm praying for you because there was a reason Paul told these churches what he was praying for them. Paul told them what he was praying for them so they'd get in faith with him about it coming to pass in their lives. Paul told them, there's times we need to tell people what we're praying for them so they hook up their faith with it and it can happen quicker in their life than if Paul just secretly prayed these things and never told them what he prayed for them. So I'm telling you, I'm praying this prayer for you. Everybody in this church, past, present, and future members, everybody in this church, I, I, I look at people that have decided for some reason to, to not be in church today or in Faith Heights Church, I still pray for them like they're members of this church. And I will until the Lord comes. Unless they, you know, boldly say, I'm breaking off, I hate you, we don't want you, stop praying for me, then I'd respect that. But um, I pray this prayer for the people that are called to Faith Heights Church. And this is what it is. Are you ready? Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. For this day we also, since the day we heard of it, we cease not to pray for you and desire, this is what I pray for you guys, that you might be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Well, that take care of unclear purpose. When you know God's will for your life, you know your purpose for being here. And we taught this on Sunday morning, right? We talked about what, what would we entitle it. Um, what are you doing here? And we talked about some of these things a few Sundays ago in a series entitled, What Are You Doing Here? And when you know the will of God, your purpose isn't unclear anymore. Now he said here, I, I prayed, he prayed, we're praying for you that you would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Fulfilling your purpose. Being fruitful in every good work. Everything you do succeeds. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Now let me, let me just stop right here. One of the reasons things aren't succeeding in some people's lives is because they're not the will of God. 
And yes, you can push. Yes, you can strive. Yes, you can go through a family or two. Yes, you can stab a few people in the back. Yes, you can age prematurely and attain to some worldly wealth. But that's not, that's not good success. That's just money. Sometimes people get the money and they lose the most valuable things in the process. I mean, that's, that's no fun. There is a way to be successful with no sorrow added to it. And a lot of it is to do with living in honor and the Lord ad adding things to you that you thought you could only add to yourself. So read on here. He says, I pray that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, after you know his will, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. This is an ongoing thing. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. You see how this prayer could take care of unclear purpose and depression? Joyfulness. Knowing the will of God for your life? Walking worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing? Fruitful in every good work? So those of you, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're in the congregation tonight, just know this prayer is being prayed for you. I encourage you to believe it's happening. And start thanking the Lord for the things that this prayer is talking about because it's happening. Latch on to it. So go with me now. To, um, I'd like you to turn to... Uh, go to Psalm 91 and let's get back here now to honoring God more. Anybody got any room in their life to know a little bit more about honoring God more? Now, when Solomon, and we mentioned this during the offering, when Solomon asked God for wisdom to help Israel to be the king he needed to be and to help Israel, God gave him wisdom and he was very impressed with that prayer request because God basically said, you can ask anything you want and the Lord, I believe, would have gave it to him. But he asked for wisdom so he could rule God's people properly. And then God gave him things he didn't ask for. So we, uh, we can see right here that God is honoring Solomon because Solomon is honoring God and the things of God even above his own personal wants. You know, I was reading recently, and I'm, I'm going to go to the scripture in just a minute. The Bible says that when we respect our bosses, our, our employers, our people that we're working for, whether it's a paid position or a volunteer position, when we respect people that we're working for, even if they're disobedient and ugly, King James says, forward, harsh. The Bible says, God tells us to stay submitted, stay honorable, stay respectful, even if they're not towards you. And he said, this is thankworthy from God. And I wrote down in my notes, God says thank you once in a while. Can you imagine the creator, uh, creator of the universe talking to a human being and saying, thank you. Uh, no, Lord, thank you. No, God says Thank you. Thank you for what, Lord? You just did an honorable thing. You know, if God says thank you, get ready. <laughs> get ready because he knows how to say thank you. 
He knows how to thank you and to appreciate you when you're doing something he knows is hard on your flesh and in the natural look like you're going to lose a bunch in the process of being honorable. Do you realize when we walk in honor, even if we do lose some things because we didn't tell that little lie, even if we didn't get that million dollar deal because we didn't tell that little lie, even if it looks like we do lose something in the natural, we swing the door wide open for God to have amazing favor on us, which otherwise he wouldn't be able to. And it'd only be a matter of time to where you will see it doesn't cost to be honorable it totally pays. Totally pays. One of the things the devil try to push us to, to do at times is to lie. Well, pastor, but it was an innocent lie. No, a lie is a lie. There's no such thing as a little white lie. The Bible doesn't talk about little innocent lies. A lie is a lie. And we're going to be pressured at times to tell lies to get ahead. But honorable people don't lie. Amen. And, and we need to realize we are honorable people. He made us really good people on the inside. Now we need to develop and grow in these things, but um, he made us holy. Now we just need to wake up to that, build on that, develop in that. So did I say um, Psalm 91? Look at verse 14 through verse 16. 14 through, now he says, God's talking here. He says, because you people have set his love upon me. Have you set your love upon me? God said, therefore will I deliver you. Now, I thought this was interesting. When we did our whole series on I love God more, the answer to temptation, the reason we don't sin is because we love God more than anything we feel like we love in this temptation area. One of the things the Lord showed us here is that there is us loving God involved with God being able to do more for us. Are you following me? Kind of like a marriage. You can't just do, you know, for everybody out there what you can only do for your spouse because they've committed to you. They've covenanted to love you back in the covenant of marriage. How many know there's things that are reserved for your spouse only? Can I get an amen there? Y'all, so, this scripture says, because we have set our love on him, not just because he loves us, but because we've set our love on him and entered into that intimate relationship with him, he can do things for us more now because of our choice to be more intimate with him and more loving toward him. You can't just do anything for people you love. They have to love you back. You understand what I'm saying? In order to do more for some people. But this scripture says, because we've set our love upon him, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on a high because he's known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be within trouble. I'll deliver him and I'll honor him and satisfy him with long life and show him my salvation. So here's a couple things I want to share with you. I'm going to read these off my notes. There is such a thing as attracting good success. I like what Jim Rohn says. He's in heaven now. He was a tremendous motivational speaker, a Christian. And he, he'd said that success is something we attract by the person we become. Success is something we actually attract by the person we become. 
And when I, when I thought about that, I was thinking, you know, that's, there's some revelation there. I mean, success was never meant to be pursued. It's supposed to pursue, it's supposed to come into our lives because of something else that we're doing that attracts it. Like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things you'll go after. No, all these things will be added to you, saith the Lord. Sell out to God and all these blessings will come on you and overtake you. What's that called? That's called you not going after something that's coming after you. You following me here? And I sense the Lord's preparing us for the days ahead as a church. I've sensed He's preparing us for greater things as a church. And He's dealing with us deeply about our life, not just how we pray once in a while, not just about getting answers. He's dealing with us about our life because that's where the fullness of blessing is and that's where sustained blessing is. That's why we're talking about the life of victory on Sunday morning because it's not just about praying another prayer. It's about getting off of certain roads that have bad things on them, you know, like the uh, destruction and misery are in their ways, but the way of peace they have not known. You've got to get off of some ways, get on other ways if you want good things. And so this scripture is telling us that God's going to honor us when we honor him. Setting our love upon him is honoring him. And then he said, I'll honor you. I'll deliver you and honor you and satisfy you with long life and show you my salvation. So let's go to another scripture in John 14. And let me say this to you. Should we go after money if we need money, you know, with our faith and with the scripture? Or should we go after what produces it? Do we, do we need more money or do we need to know more about, or do we, need to, or do we need more honor from the Lord is what I'm trying to say. See, if you ask yourself these, I was, remember we were, I was at a Keith Moore conference a few years ago in Branson and he was talking about uh, faithfulness. And there's a scripture in Proverbs that says, the faithful man shall abound with blessings. And as I was listening to that word and hearing what, what, the, what Keith was say, saying and as I was pondering that scripture, I realized, okay, now wait a minute. The faithful man shall abound with blessings. Do I need to ask God for more prosperity or do I need to ask God for more revelation what it means to be faithful? Because if we got the blessing, but we still had some problems and unfaithfulness, like people that win the lottery, you probably lose with the, the blessing anyway if you don't have. Getting it is one thing. Keeping it is a whole nother deal. And even if God did bless us with something, we could be living a lifestyle where that is bounced out of our life, knocked out of our hand by the enemy, drained because of all these unnecessary adversities. Getting free is amazing, but staying free is just as amazing, right? Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You can get free and not be free two weeks from now. And the Lord truly sets you free, but staying free has a lot to do with us living a certain way, not just an answer to a prayer. So we're not against prayer at all. We just prayed. I pray for you all the time. We pray and believe in it totally, but you can't substitute by prayer what only seeking first the kingdom of God or honoring the Lord can do for you. 
And so let's, before we get into some more practicals of what it means to honor the Lord, just look at this with me in John 14. We don't need to go after money, healing, peace, or happiness. We need to go after what produces it. What we need is more honor from the Lord. We can't go around honor. You understand? We can't go around it. Um, actually, before you turn there for time's sake, would you please turn to Proverbs chapter 10? I wanna, I'm going to show you this here too. Proverbs 10 first. Proverbs 10 and verse 22. It says, The blessing of the Lord makes rich. Other translations, I think, say it will make you wealthy. And he adds no sorrow with it. Now, that's a concept. Rich and still got the same spouse. Rich and still got kids that love Jesus. Rich and still free from heart attacks and See, I, it's so interesting. The Lord's dealing with me a lot about this. I, I am an observer. I see some things, and I definitely do my best not to judge or anything like that. I hate judging. But I um, sometimes you can get so excited about something the Lord wants you to do that you start doing it in your own power, in your own timing, your own way. And it's something the Lord told you to do. And, and, and I'm thinking mainly about maybe full-time ministers right now in, in that area, but um, do you know the Lord can bless someone who's honoring Him financially with a church of 100 people as much as He could bless somebody in a 10,000-member church? It only takes one billionaire to be a tither, right, in your church. I mean, He could move, boom, $100 million tithe, you know, another billion. I mean, we have, we have to watch out about thinking, I know how I'll be successful. If I get more hits on YouTube, if I get more subscribers, if I get more likes, if I get more views. No, that's almost slipping into, all right, the people are my source, not the Lord. And the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he has no sorrow with it. You can get rich without the blessing of the Lord. I've seen it. I've seen people push, work their finger to the bone, burn out, almost die of diseases, have problems in their family. Things happen. Well, that's, that's rich, but where's the blessing? I mean, like I said earlier, we don't want to obtain success at the expense of the more important things in life, like family, children, health. You can get more money, right? You may not be able to get your family back. And the Lord doesn't want that. way. He wants to help us reach these levels of success. And I personally believe that there is no goal we can't reach if we'll keep an honorable attitude, especially in situations that are trying to get us to act dishonorably. There's no goal that you and I can't reach if we'll keep this honor thing intact. Can I get a witness? Um, get ready to go to John, but don't go there yet. Just read this one more time. Put Proverbs 10.22 back on the screen just for a minute. 
being wealthy doesn't mean you got the wealth the right way. There's a lot of baggage that comes with being rich without God. A lot of problems, a lot of, I mean, I've seen celebrities, I've seen interviews, I've, we've heard of suicides, we know that having the money, Jim Carrey uh, said a while back, he said, quoting Jim Carrey in church, um, he said, I wish everybody, everybody could be rich and famous so they could realize that's not what's going to satisfy them. I wish everybody could be rich and famous so they could realize that's not what satisfies them. He had been there, he'd been on both sides, not rich and famous and then rich and famous, $20 million a movie or whatever. And um, he said, I wish everybody could be there and realize. I've seen people, if I mention their names, everybody in this room would know who I'm talking about. On interviews, saying the F word, left and right, they were bleeping it out, it was cable, it was, it was um, you know, regular TV. And this person was so rich and so wealthy and so miserable. <laughs> they showed like a behind the scenes in the trailer, you know, and I just I thought, wow. That's rich, but there's a lot of sorrow with their lives, so they must not have got it God's way. But the blessing of the Lord, you go God's way, He'll make you rich and add no sorrow with it. And really it comes right down to faith, believing that if we'll do the things that He wants us to do, while we're not doing what we think we could do to gain the riches and the success, we'll have to believe He's going to add them to us because we can't do both. We can't go after it and after God at the same time. And going after God takes faith to believe that He's going to add to you what you thought you could only add to yourself. It takes faith to put God first. It takes faith to go His way. Because it doesn't make sense. Lord, how in the world? They don't teach us in college. They don't teach us in success seminars. How in the world am I going to succeed by doing this when the world says, if I don't do this, I won't be successful? He said, faith. He said, I can add to you things that most people are trying to add to themselves with side effects. The number one key, simple as it is, the number one key to being successful is hear from God and do what He says on a daily basis. You know, the Bible says praying always. How do you do that? One way you do that is Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will direct your paths. And if He's directing your paths, you'll never make a wrong decision. You'll never end up in a disaster. Nobody's ever missed it being led by the Spirit. Okay? Just flat out, nobody's missed it being led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would have to go, oh, sorry, I missed it. And he never misses it. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. See, that's just praying always. You're always looking to the Lord. Big and small. All your ways means big deals and not so big a deals. You know, just acknowledge the Lord. Just walking with Him, talking with Him like He's your companion right by your side every day of your life. Lord, what do you think about this? Lord, what do you think about that? I even times say, Lord, is, you know, is, there, is there any restaurant right now better than another one? My stomach wants to go here, but what do you want? You know where the poison food is. You know where this is. You know where, you know where the cricket is that jumped in the pot of chili. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, he knows everything. So I just think this is how you pray always. Because people freak out, how do I pray always? You know, on my knees like this. No! You learn to be aware of God every hour of your life. He said, I'll, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And we're hearing from God a lot more than we think we are. <laughs> we just need to acknowledge that it's Him. And, and take it as holy and respect it and honor it. Case in point. I think it was Philip said, Lord, we don't know the way. We don't know how to get there. And, Philip, and Jesus said, yes, you do. Philip said, we don't know the way. And he said, yes, you do. We don't know the Father. He said, yes, you do. They knew it, but they didn't know they knew it. They'd heard from God, but they hadn't discerned that they'd heard from God. Jesus had said, you know it. I've been with you. You know it. I am the way. You know that. No, Lord, we don't know. Jesus said, yes, you do know. I mean, if the Lord says you do know and you think you don't know, what should you do? Well, I must know more than I thought I knew. <laughs> so look at John 14, verse 21. I know this is going to rock some of you as I read this and as you hear what the Lord said here, but sometimes we need rocked, you know? I mean, I, hey, you know what? I, if there's going to be a shaking and things are going to shake off, I might as well throw it off now, right? <laughs> just before it shakes off, just throw it off. John 14, 21. Jesus said, He that has my commandments and keeps them. Now, can we say that's honoring the Lord? Well, that's, that's big time honor, right? Yeah. Receiving His word to us and keeping it. That's honoring God. We honor His word so much that we take it very heavy. We do it. But now notice here, he that loves me keeps my commandments. And he that loves me, he it is that loves me. But he that, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Manifest means show forth, make real. Now listen to this. We honor the Lord and love him but doing what he tells us to do. In his word, you know, New Testament, anything in the Old Testament that applies to a New Testament Christian, promptings of the Spirit, words at times from our leaders, discerning it's not just them. Right? I mean, I do have scripture for that, and I'm sure you all have it on your refrigerator, right? Obey those that have the rule over you and submit yourself to such. <laughs> We all have that one on our mirrors everywhere, right? And we've all got leaders in our life. Actually, the sad thing about it is not only are believers not obeying and submitting to their God-appointed leaders, they haven't even identified who they are yet. Not a cut down or anything, because sometimes people are new and they don't know yet, but there's God-appointed leaders in all of our lives, and we need to identify who they are and give them the honor they deserve and obey them at times. There's, there's people, I've told you this, there's people in my life right now, about five of them, that if they told me to do something, I'd do it. I respect them that highly. Actually, I shouldn't, all five of them are the same. There, there's some I honor more. You know, there's people in your life you're going to honor more than others. Now, to a degree, we honor everybody, right? Honor all men. 
love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. But there's other people we give other degrees of honor to. And there's a couple people in my life that if they told me to do something, I'd do it. Some I wouldn't even have to pray about it. I just know. This is who God put me under, and as long as they haven't backslidden, as, you know, I mean, it, which, and um, it's, it's good. It's safe. It's actually safe to have people like that in your life. But this scripture says, put it back on the screen, that if we obey God's commandments, that's sure proof that we love Him. Now, where's the God honoring us back? Jesus said, I will manifest myself to the one who loves me. And the one who loves me is not the one who has a feeling, not the one who just prays a prayer, not the one who's just good, the one who does what I tell him to do. Oh, are you catching this? Let me say this. Here's something real interesting to think about. And, John, and Matthew 7 brings this out. Um, there, are, there are some people that they have decided to take a different road than the one God originally called them to take. And, you know, the Lord's merciful and gracious. And, but really, if the Lord hasn't told a person to take a different road and that person decides to take a different road or maybe they've taken a break but they've never gotten on the original road you know they're just they're just staying those people at times will try to start up and do good things but you can't cover up rebellion with good works are you following me we can't say I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't like the people around there and I'm not going to do that anymore because I just don't want to because blah, blah, blah. I just don't, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I'm going to go over here and do something else that's good. And they'll find out that you can't cover up rebellion with good works. Sometimes you just got to repent and say, I went AWOL and I'm getting whacked where I belong and the blessings of God are going to increase. The curse is going to be kicked out and I'm going to get back to the joy I once had. Back to the scripture, put it back up. So when he says, I will manifest myself to him, those that love him and that keep his word. Well, here's the thing. Question. Why is Jesus and God not real to a lot of people? You know, no manifestations of Jesus in their life. Or why, why, why isn't, God real to some people. Interesting. Manifest myself to you means he's real to you. The only way God's going to become real to somebody is not if they're good, not if they just pray a prayer, not if, you know, they go to church once in a while. Jesus is real to people who love him and who do what he says. Anybody want God to be more real to you? It don't just come by praying for it. 
Oh God, be more real to me. 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 Okay, it's time to go to the bar. Oh God, be more real to me. Oh God, be more real to me. Okay, it's time to do that thing I want to do over here. If you want Jesus to manifest himself to you, and if you want God to be more real to you, it's in our court whether it happens or not. And it has to do with the first part of the verse. He that has my commandments and keeps them. How could we interpret that? He that knows my will and does it. He that knows what I want them to do and they do it. And remember, his commandments aren't grievous. Don't add to what he tells you to do and burn out. Sometimes you just do what he told you to do and stop. And then the prosperity comes, not because you work so hard, but because you just simply did what he said. I said the prosperity comes, not because you worked so hard, worked your finger to the bone, it's because you did what he said, nothing more, nothing less, stopped, took a break, and now he can honor you. One of the problems I've seen in ministry, even in my own life I've slipped into it to agree, is when God tells you to do something, you'll try to go further with it than he told you to because you think your prosperity is coming from succeeding in what he told you to do. No, your prosperity is coming from him if you just do simply what he told you to do. Are you following? Because you, you can almost like run faster than you should, work harder than you should. Now you're trying in your own effort to bring something to pass that you think is connected to your increase, when really your increase is connected to just simply doing what he tells you to do and stopping when you're done. And I've seen another area where honor has been overlooked. Honor has a lot to do with the motive of your heart in what you're doing. I mean, you could be right on the outside and wrong on the inside. The Bible says in the Old Testament, the king did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Interesting verse. It said the king, the king, I forget his name, but one of the kings in the book of Kings, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. And then we've got examples of other kings doing things that weren't quite white, sacrificing in high places, but their heart was right. Interesting. Now, God wants them both together, but I guess if he had to choose, he'd rather have your heart right. Because <laughs> he knows eventually your actions will be right if he's got your heart right. Isn't it interesting? The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. What's God looking for? What will cause God's eyes to stop on Faith Heights Church? What will cause His eyes to stop on your house? The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong in the behalf of those whose hearts are perfect toward Him. Aren't you glad I didn't say behavior? In the word perfect, it really means completely Toward him or holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, toward the Lord. He says he stops in places like that and shows his power strong. See, it's, God's not an add-on. I say that a lot, but it's the truth. God's not an add-on. It's not about the things of God if it's convenient or if we have time or if we have room. We make room for God. 
And he is our life. And if we have room for anything else that's good, we may add it on here or there. God is never an add-on. He has to be our life. And this is why Christianity and the blessings of God don't work well for a lot of people is because they're saved, they're born again, but they still haven't wholeheartedly decided to seek him, know his will, and do it to where this is their life, not just something they do on Sundays and Wednesdays. And I'm not talking about living at the church, although that wouldn't, you know, hurt, I'm sure. But we're, we're talking about just God being the center of your life, wherever you go, no matter what you do, work, career, vacation, church, wherever, God's right there. You, he's just number one. Number one. I mean, all he would have to do is say, can you stop what you're doing? You'd hear him. You'd say, yes, I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll do what you want me to do. And there's times he'll do that. Big breakthrough in our life, and I got to close, but big breakthrough in our life came when we realized our family wasn't first. God was. I like to ask parents, and if you really want your family blessed, put God first because you, he can honor your family way better than you can in your own power. And it's, it's amazing, I mean, to put the Lord first in your family because, you know, there's a slogan, family first, family first. Well, if family's first, Jesus isn't. You better stand up with me before I go any longer. So we can, we've always got next Wednesday. We don't have to get everything done tonight. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not hard to see the favor of God in our life. We just simply got to know what he wants us to do and do it. And I know there's, um, we've got a group of people in our church right now, and more are going to be very soon coming up, the leaders in the church, are reading a book right now on honor. And it's interesting because when DJ gave that book out to the staff, and now I said get one to all the leaders, um, it's, it's really cool because I see the Lord setting us, setting us up for something. It's a book on honor by John Brevere. And uh, if you're a leader in the church, we're going to get you one, and then we'll see what to do after that. But um, the Lord's setting us up for something in the end times. There's some things he wants to do in us and through us as a church. And it's going to take us honoring him more for him to be able to do it for us and through us. There are some things that he's going to do in this church that people's ears are going to tingle when they hear about it. There's some things the Lord's going to do in and through Faith Heights Church that some people are going to be like the Queen of Sheba, almost fall over when they hear about it. There have been forces that have tried to stop this church for the last 33 years. The devil has shot all kinds of stuff at this church, us personally and other, other areas, and uh, we're still here. And do you know why we're still here? Not because we're perfect. David didn't make it to the end of his life full of days, riches, and honor. Good old age. Because he was perfect. It's because he knew the value of repentance and trusted heavily in the mercy of God. We don't reach our goals and win our race because we're perfect. It's because we lean heavily on the mercy of God. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.